Welcome back to Create Space, a podcast that finds joy in the art of storytelling. Today, I have an episode for you that I never actually expected to do, and it's going to be pretty short, and it's not super polished or edited necessarily, um, but I needed to share a little bit more about my interview with Ed Baker, because there's this behind-the-scenes lesson that I learned from him that I I, I just want to share it because I think it's important and I think it's valuable and I think that you guys would also find value from it. So last week, I brought you an episode called A Beautiful Story, and it featured my colleague, Ed Baker, who is a professor and technical director of theater uh, here at WSU. And in that episode, we talked about the art of storytelling and specifically stories about his late wife, Danette, and how the process of storytelling was integral to the way that they lived their lives, the way that they practiced their craft of theater, and now ultimately in the way that he is processing her recent passing. Now, if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I would strongly encourage you to listen to that first before you listen to this one, because you're going to need the context of that episode in order for this one to make sense. So just stop here for a minute and go listen to that one and then come back to me and we'll catch up. Okay, assuming everyone that is here now has listened to that original episode, uh, one thing that I mention in that episode is that I was really, really nervous to ask Ed to be on the podcast. I was nervous that he wouldn't want to, but I think even more so than that, I was nervous that he would want to because I knew it would be a hard episode to record and I knew it would be an episode that I really needed to get right to to do the story justice, so to speak. The other thing to know is that at the time that we recorded that episode, it had only been about a month since Danette had passed, and it was the first time that I had seen Ed in person since then. So I went into this recording trying to be both professional and compassionate and run the technical parts of the recording while also letting myself be in this kind of vulnerable place with him. And what ended up happening was I got incredibly nervous and I was hyper aware of everything I was saying and everything I was doing. And I got really caught up in my head because I felt like I wasn't handling it well. And then on top of that, I got really emotional as he was telling all of these beautiful stories about Danette, as any of us would, right? But the nerves and the emotion and all of that kind of building on top of itself and then me getting more and more embarrassed every time that it got worse, uh, I ended up crying through at least half of that interview. So as I cried, I got more and more nervous and I felt ashamed and I felt embarrassed and I started to get that really shallow breathing thing that you do when you cry, you know, and you're like, (gasps) and like you can't, (laughs) you can't get words out. And so my questions kind of got hard to understand and my speech was really rambly and disjointed. And the whole interview, honestly, was just not at all how I wanted it to be or how I intended it to be. And during all of that, by the way, Ed was incredible. I basically held on the best that I could and I kept asking questions and I just tried to ignore the fact that I was like kind of losing it on my side of the table. And 
you know, Ed also naturally had a few moments where he had to stop and, and take a moment and compose himself, but he recovered really quickly. And as you heard on the episode, he had so much to share and he did it eloquently and he was perfect. So we finished the recording and I mean, the second that we finished, I took off my headphones and I just immediately started apologizing to Ed because I was so embarrassed that I basically have the emotional regulation of a toddler, right? And this this is the part that I need you guys to hear. While it didn't fit into the episode, I need you to hear what he said to me when we finished the interview. Now, again, I had pulled my headphones off and I was about to go hit stop on the recording. And like I said, I was immediately apologizing. And he quickly and gently cut me off and he started talking before I got to the audio mixer because I had been sitting like a few feet away from the producer desk. So I didn't end up hitting the stop record button for probably another five minutes or so because I sat back down to talk to him. So because of that, I have this raw, unexpected conversation that he and I had just had after completing the interview. And I expected to delete it, right? Because it wasn't audio that we needed. Um, But after I listened to the playback of it, I decided that you need to hear it. And maybe more than you needing to hear it, I need to share it. (laughs) Um, And I think you'll get what I mean after I play it and after we talk a little bit more about it. So I'm going to play it for you real quick, and then I'll come back and we will talk a little bit more about it. I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed, but like, woo! Hey, hey, whoa, whoa, no, no, no. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Why are you embarrassed? Because you're the one that's supposed to be emotional, not me. Oh. We all suffered a great loss, right? Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. You can you can cry and that's okay. Trust me. I've cried. A friend said, "How are you doing to me a while back?" And I said, "Well, I cry about once a week now instead of every, you know, 20 minutes." That's pretty good. So I think I'm doing pretty good. And uh that her, her response was uh well, you know, you, you can't just hold it in. You got to, oh, sister, don't worry. I cry. You know, I. You recover well, though. I've never hurt like this before. I can imagine. Uh, you know, it's a great big hole. It's a, it's a big, it's a, it's a, it's a great wound. However, so I have a secret. Talk about recovery. Uh-huh. When I act. That first read through of anything, if it, like I said, my heart is very close to my mouth most of the time, which means uh, if we're in read through for a, uh, for a play, if it's something that hits me emotionally, I will, I, I cry. I just cry. I don't care who sees it. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care. I don't care. However, when we're doing the show, I can't just cry because I feel like, because I feel cry in my heart. 
I have to communicate a story, right? right? I'm telling you a story. You have a job to do. Right. So I find that a good deep breath, there's a very, there's a very thin line between uh, the breathing of exhaustion and the breathing of crying. Take a deep breath. And it will clean the tears out of your heart. It'll, it'll just clean them away. And yeah, and it's just, it's a, it's a professional hack. Now that's a technique that I learned from Danette. Really? Because, Which makes sense from the technical yeah. perspective. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Because in the old days, if I was in a play and it was emotional, I would just cry on stage and the audiences ate that stuff up. But that was more of a trick. Right. Then the technical skill of don't cry. Mm-hmm. Don't show them you're crying. Show them you're trying not to cry. Because when you're walking around in life, do people just cry? No, they feel the way that you felt. Right? Like, I shouldn't cry. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. That's, That's true. what people do. Yeah. It's okay to cry. Now, if you didn't have the utmost love and respect for Ed just from listening to last week's episode, then I am 100% certain that you do now. The fact that in the midst of his own grief, in the midst, literally a month out from the hardest thing he has ever gone through, and this guy not only agrees to do this podcast with me, but he ends up giving me support and validation and helping me to understand and accept my own emotions and vulnerabilities. Now, what I ended up doing for the episode itself was I re-recorded several of my questions after Ed had left. So I let myself, like I kind of composed myself, right? And then I went back into the studio and I listened to the recording and wrote down like places where I felt like my voice was just too shaky or I wasn't able to get the words out or, or whatever happened. I re-recorded those pieces and then I put it all together in editing. Now, luckily, I'm a pretty good editor. So I don't think you can tell from the final cut just how out of sorts I was. Um, as I listen back to it, I can definitely still hear my voice catching a couple of times and um, tensing up a little bit here and there because... Um, you know, it's it's my own voice and I knew what was going on, but I was able to really clean it up. And I'm honestly glad I did do that editing because I wanted the focus of the episode to be on Ed and Danette and not on my own emotions, right? So I think that re-recording and, and kind of doing that editing was really important and I wouldn't have felt comfortable releasing the episode without having done that. Um, because originally it just, it didn't do the story justice. So I'm happy with the editing that I did. However, that moment that Ed shared with me after the interview was over, and, and honestly, just the way that he was the whole entire time he was in the studio was also really important. And honoring those feelings and emotions and the vulnerabilities and the embarrassment and the shame and all those things that I felt is also important. So that's why I made this extra follow-up video. I wanted to share the background to what went into that episode. 
Ed showed me that it was okay to cry and it was okay to be awkward and out of sorts. And I'm sharing it with you in hopes that I can pass that lesson on and and pay that lesson forward. And something that you need to know about me is that, one, I cry at the drop of a hat. Uh, And two, that is one of my biggest insecurities, actually. I hate when I cry at inappropriate times. And I've always been this way. I cry when I'm sad. I cry during conflict. I cry when I'm stressed, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm happy. And I always have felt so much shame about that. I always have, and I always try to stop those tears. And I always, the second I start to feel teary and the second I start to, you know, tense up and feel my my voice catch in my throat, I always apologize. And I'm truly thankful and grateful to Ed for welcoming my emotions and my tears and not judging me for them and giving me what I needed in that moment. And I'm still working on giving myself what I need in moments like that. And beyond that, now I know it's okay to cry, but I'm also still working on learning to regulate my emotions more in the moment so that I can conduct interviews like this and I can sit in other people's pain with them without becoming completely absorbed in my own emotions. But nevertheless, it was special to me, really special, to be accepted the way that Ed accepted me that day. And so I can be working on my emotional regulation and also not shaming myself for not always being the best at it at the same time, right? Those statements can coexist. So I hope that by sharing this moment with you, you can also feel some peace uh, the next time that you maybe have a moment that you react in a way that you didn't intend to, or you don't regulate your emotions appropriately, or whatever it is that might be causing you shame. So let me do just one final thank you to Ed Baker. And one final thank you to all of you for listening. And I'll talk to you next time on Create Space. Thank you.